Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you all so much for the many blessings you've poured upon us this day. Such a beautiful day it was. And now the awesome opportunity once again to get back in your word. We truly thank you for it as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Continuing our Bible study from me to Z in the word judgment, we'll turn to Second Peter in chapter 2. We see some references here to the day of judgment. But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. The swift destruction is part of the judgment, part of the condemnation that will come to them, those false teachers and false prophets. As it continues in verse 2, And many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. And through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. The Lord's going to hold them accountable, those false teachers. And sad to say, those that follow the false teaching as well. As it says, they make merchandise of you. It's They are getting a profit. They are getting a benefit to themselves in the form of acknowledgement for their false teaching, praise for their false teaching, and financial profit from their false teaching. Selfish gain. And they have quite an influence, and they are on the increase and will continue to be on the increase, but their damnation slumbereth not. The judgment is going to come upon them. As it continues, For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly, the worldwide flood. We can always go back to that and know that the Lord will judge. He judged this entire planet. We have the evidences all over the planet. Everyone killed everyone, man, woman, and child, except those eight that came on the ark, Noah and his family. The ark door was left open for a week. You can imagine Noah beckoning others, his family and friends, to come on in. But yet they all just laughed and scorned. They denied the truth. They spoke evil of him, saying that he was crazy, that he had deceived his family. But no, it was judgment. As it continues, And turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overflow, making them an ensample unto those that after should live ungodly. But yet today you see the ungodly behavior that is even worse than what Sodom and Gomorrah was into, into the perversions of homosexuality, lesbianism, and other sexual perversions. And it's continuing. The example was given, but yet people ignore it. They speak evil of it. 
Verse 7, And delivered just Lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelling among them, and seeing and hearing, vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. It's depressing. It's mind-boggling. It's sad. When you see so much of the sin all around, like Lot had to experience, and like we are increasingly experiencing in the world today. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations, and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. They will all be held accountable. Unless they turn their lives around, unless they repent and turn to the Lord and ask for forgiveness and get it washed away clean, they will be held accountable. we got to take advantage of the opportunities that the Lord gives us to spread the gospel, to try to help more and more of these that we see that are following into the path of the ungodly, those examples of the past, those false teachers that are dragging them down. We need to step up and be that much more of an influence. Shine the light of Jesus Christ. Share the love because there's many that are going to be held accountable as it continues. But chiefly them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise government. Presumptuous are they. Self-willed, they are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. And that we truly see on the increase in this country. Whereas angels which are greater in power and might bring not really an accusation against them before the Lord, but these as natural brute beasts made to be taken and destroyed, speak evil of the things that they understand not and shall utterly perish in their own corruption and shall receive the reward of unrighteousness as they that count it pleasure to riot in the daytime, spots they are, and blemishes, sporting themselves with their own deceivings while they feast with you, having eyes full of adultery, and that cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls, and a heart they have exercised with covetous practices, cursed children, which have forsaken the right way and are gone astray, following the way of Balaam, the son of Bozer, who loved the wages of unrighteousness, who was rebuked for his iniquity, the dumbass speaking with man's voice forbade the madness of the prophet. These are wells without water, clouds that are carried with the tempest, to whom the midst of darkness is reserved forever. For when they speak great swelling words of vanity, they allure through the lust of their flesh. Through much wantonness, those that were clean escape from them who live in error. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome, of the same is he brought in bondage. These are those that Paul speaks about in Romans chapter 1 that 
are in the sinful behaviors and they love it when they get more to come on in. As it continues, for if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they again entangled therein and overcome. The latter end is worse with them than the beginning. Because as it says in Romans 1, they knew God, but did not want to retain God in their knowledge. They did not want to know Him. They did not want to know Jesus Christ. They do not want to be converted. They love their lives of sin and love it when they get more to come in because then it makes them feel like it must be okay because more are joining. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. But it has happened unto them according to the true proverb, the dog is turned to his own vomit again and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. Second Peter chapter 2 is so current with what's going on in the world today and on the increase in this country that we can surely see these rioting rambunctious, contrary, rebellious people that are going to pay the price if they don't get it right. Judgment days are coming. Alright, now if you will turn to Second Peter in chapter 3. We see some more reference to the scoffers here and those that are as we just read, those also that are unwilling to know the truth, that are willingly ignorant, they choose to not know the truth, deny the truth. They've heard it, but yet they deny it. And in Second Peter chapter 3, This second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts, and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. They doubt the coming of the Lord. They doubt the finished work of Jesus Christ. They try to say, well, he says he's coming back. Look how long it's been. Everything's the same. Must not be coming back. But as it continues, he explains. For this they willingly are ignorant of, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. They deny creation, and they deny the great worldwide flood, the judgment that was mentioned in chapter 2. They deny that because they don't want accountability willingly ignorant. Verse 7, But the heavens and the earth, which are now, by the same word are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. 
Jesus Christ spoke everything into existence. Jesus Christ controls this planet. He preserves and keeps this planet in existence. Mankind could not destroy this planet, cannot destroy it. If they were to explode every device that they have and send out every pollution that they could come up with, they could still not destroy this planet. The Lord is in control of the climate, in control of the seasons, in control of the existence of this planet, and the timing of the destruction of this planet, as he says, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. There will be a day, as he continues to explain, but beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. Jesus Christ is outside of time. Jesus Christ spoke time into existence. Therefore, he's not affected by time. To us, a day is something we experience and we feel and we can sense time because we are bound by time. The Lord is outside of time. But we look at it as it's been a whole long time, but to the Lord it's nothing. And this is why he's waiting. Verse 9, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, for not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That's why the Lord is patiently awaiting some 2,000 years since he gave us the promise of his return. and But yet he's still holding out. We see the increase of sin. We wonder why is he holding out? We see the increase of the ungodly around the world. We see the increase of persecution and the slaughtering of Christians around the world. And we wonder why, Lord, why don't you go ahead and set things straight now? It's because he wants more to come to him before it's everlasting too late for them before they are cast into the lake of fire by their choice. He doesn't want anyone to wind up in the lake of fire. So he's holding out a little bit longer. Verse 10, But the day of the Lord, judgment day, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. That's a big bang that you can trust in. Everything is going to be melted away completely because it says the elements shall melt with fervent heat. All of the physical world, all of the physical world of creation, all of the planets, everything, all this that he spoke into existence, he's going to melt it away Seeing that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? We don't have to worry about preserving this planet. The Lord is going to preserve this planet until the right time, and then he's going to destroy this planet. 
We, of course, are stewards. The Lord has given us dominion over this planet. We need to take care of it. We need to protect it for our life's use. We don't want to pollute it because it make it uncomfortable for us to live in pollution because the increase in discomfort and disease and distress of some sort comes from various things that we have caused to occur. But we cannot control the planet. Don't misunderstand me there. We cannot control the climate. We cannot control day and night and, and the seasons. No, that's all within the power of Jesus Christ. But we know that there will be a day when he's going to destroy this planet. So we need to be good stewards with what he's blessed us with. Take care of everything he's given us. Yes, don't lift it up and worship it and think that we're going to preserve it because he's going to totally destroy it. Let's read that again. Verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night into which the heavens shall pass away with great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hastening unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The heavens, the skies, the universe, all of it, melted away with fervent heat. But as it says, looking for and hastening, it means looking forward to, anxiously awaiting, wanting it to occur. We that are born again Christians know what we have to look forward to. Therefore, we're eager to come on back now, Lord, go ahead and destroy all this planet and give us that new one that he talks about right here. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. All those filthy sinners that he was just talking about in chapter 2 will not be in the new creation. There will only be righteousness dwelling there. That's what we're looking forward to. And a big, brand new, beautiful earth with no sin whatsoever. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things... Be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. Because there'll be judgment. You'll be looking at all of us, saved and lost, judging us according to what we have done in our body, whether it be good or bad. So be found without spot and blameless. How do you do that? By confessing your sins. And he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins, as it says in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. So we need to pray. We need to keep it prayed up. If you stumble, pray, ask for forgiveness, get it right. Be found without spot and blameless. Verse 15, An account that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation. The patience of the Lord. The long-suffering, the waiting. Waiting for more to come and received the free gift of salvation, waiting for more to get clean, to get prayed up, to ask for forgiveness. In account that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation, even as our beloved brother Paul, also according to the wisdom given unto him, hath written unto you, 
as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of the things which in which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest, as they do also the other scriptures, to their own destruction. Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, beware, lest ye also, being led away with the error of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness. The caution going out. Don't be pulled away by the false teachers. Don't be persuaded by them to believe a lie. Verse 18, But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Awesome letter there from Peter that gives us an understanding of what we have to look forward to. Judgment Day and new heaven and a new earth which is so awesome when we think about that. We don't know how big it's going to be, but we know it's going to be big enough to do the job that He wants it to do. And that will be a beautiful place for all of us to live and to enjoy His creation with all the animals created anew again and perfect. We'll be devouring and eating up each other. Be all peaceful, like the creation was designed from the beginning. All right, now if we'll turn to First John in chapter 1. And here once again we see references to judgment and where we can have forgiveness. When we have forgiveness, we'll be found without spot and blameless like Peter just wrote about in 1 John chapter 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father, and was manifest unto us. This is the Apostle John, and he's talking about, we're speaking of things that we have seen, eye to eye, face to face, with Jesus Christ, the Word of life. There is that which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. We can have such joyfulness that it's incomprehensible. When we truly study the Word of God, when we truly listen up to the influence of the Holy Ghost and receive that joyfulness that can come from the Lord, it doesn't come from us, it comes from the Lord. It's beyond what we can comprehend. It's definitely beyond what we deserve, but it's there. We study His Word. The more we study His Word, the more joyful we can become. This then is the message which we have heard of Him and declare unto you, that God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanseth us from all sin. See, if we're cleansed completely of sin, found sinless, found without spot and blameless, it's because we have taken that free gift 
of being washed in the blood. So confess your sins and be found sinless come day of judgment. And hear those words, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. As it continues, verse 8, If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make Him a liar and His word is not in us. To be washed completely clean of all your sins, of all unrighteousness, found without spot and blameless. That is so awesome. That is wonderful that that is available. And don't let anybody, anybody whatsoever, try to bring up your past and say that your past makes you a second-class Christian because you have done this or that, whatever it might be in your past. Don't let them do it because right here it clearly tells us the power of the blood of Jesus Christ can cleanse us from all sins, all unrighteousness. Therefore, it's gone as far as the east is from the west, never to be brought back up against us by the Lord. But Satan and all of his followers will surely bring it back up against you and you will bring it back up against yourself. So get it right, get it washed away and forget it. Get it gone and don't ever let anybody bring it up against you. Tell them the power of the blood of Jesus Christ cleansed me from that, and you have no right or authority to try to bring that back up against me because it is gone. But we see that happening so much where people like to bring up things in the past and say, oh, you don't qualify for this position or that position because one time in your past you did this or you did that. Therefore, you don't qualify. They are walking a very dangerous path. Because they are then guilty of sin themselves, condemning someone for their past. And they will pay the price for that if they don't get it right. Pray for them. Alright, now if you will turn to First John chapter 2. My little children, is speaking to the Christians, These things write I unto you, that ye sin not, and if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. See, this is showing that a Christian, if a Christian sins, if a Christian stumbles, we have an advocate, which is Jesus Christ. He's our spokesman. He's our attorney, you may say, with the Father, pleading our case. It reads, And he is the propitiation for our sins. He is the propitiation or atonement. He has paid the price for our sins, which gives him the authority and right to forgive us. And he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoso keepeth his word in him, verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. He that saith, he abideth in him, ought himself also so to walk, even as Jesus walked. He gave us the example. We need to walk the way he walked. He gives us forgiveness. He gives us a cleansing. We can be found without spot and blameless come judgment day. 
If we stumble, we take it back to Him. We ask forgiveness. But like I've said over and over, it isn't that you get born again and again and again. No, you get born again once. That doesn't mean you're going to walk a perfect life. You can stumble. You can fall. You can trip. You can even intend to go ahead and get back into your sins and wallow around in the, in the mud and get all dirty. But don't stay there. Get out of that. Come back to the Lord. Ask for forgiveness. Get it washed away. Get it clean once again. Keep it clean. Walk as He walked. He gave us the example. Let's follow His example. Get it right. Keep it right. And keep it prayed up. And listen to the Holy Ghost because He'll let you know what is right, what is wrong, what is good, what is evil what you need to do and not to do. So listen up to the Holy Ghost. Keep it right. Don't let anybody bring your past up against you. And know that come Judgment Day, that it'll all be looked at. So don't have anything brought up against you. So get it prayed up. Keep it prayed up. And let's pray now. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we truly thank you for your word. It's so powerful. It's so informative. Help all of us to stay hungry, to dig deep in there, to find that message you want us to receive. And help all of us keep it prayed up till we all be able to look forward to judgment. We thank you oh so much for it all. As we pray in Jesus' precious holy name, amen. Thank you all.